Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 32, take two, because I didn't plug Timmy's mic in the last time. I am Nick Beto. And I'm Jared. AKA Timmy. Yep. And we're back in the studio again, uh, doing a, another double night of podcasts here. <clears throat> Our last episode we touched on, um, we were just talking about some ice conditions and stuff like that. And we thought it'd be kind of fun slash entertaining for us. I don't know. Other people might skip over this episode, but we're going to do kind of a kind of a gear breakdown. Everything from our houses, our heaters, our augers, our electronics, our, um, our boots, our gloves, our ice suits, kind of everything. So this one, not going to be too many fun stories we're just gonna basically go over what we have what accessories we've done to our houses what kind of houses and yeah so timmy i'm gonna let you take the lead on this one and you can go first do you want to you want to go back and forth as far as what houses instead of doing it all at once you want to start on like smaller stuff or you want to start on houses first you, you start whatever break it down you start with whatever you want and then you We'll we'll go back and forth. So like you'll pick one, and then I'll we'll both talk about it. All right. And then I'll pick um, one. Well, we'll start off with some ice houses. Right now, I am running a Eskimo 850 XD, the new one with the nice walkthrough door, full insulation, really nice house, very very heavy, but. Yeah, I think it weighs like 70 pounds. Something like that with the ice, the, in or the ice stakes inside of it, yeah. But it's a very nice house. That's the one that we used uh, the first night that we went out a couple yep. weeks ago. And, it, I mean, I have, uh, what, what, do you, what do you like about that one? What do you dislike about that one? What do you have done for accessories on that one? Um, I have no accessories on it yet. I really want to try the clam hub attachments, see if I can get some rattle reels and some of the side hub attachments, see if they work out. Because you camp in that one. Yep. So it'd be nice to have some stuff on the far wall that we have all our holes on. You only got one house? Yep. Oh man, I'm going to get winded on this one. So I have four houses. I have got the Jason Mitchell 5000 thermal, one of the one of the first uh, hubs that Jason Mitchell came out with. I got it back in high school. That's the five sided one. Yep, yep, yep. five sided thermal. It's the the gray and black. Um, then I have a old Dave Gens fish trap, non insulated, no wind bowls. That one's just kind of an old beater that I've got. Uh, then I just picked up last year. Um, and you would probably know which one that I have. It's the sides aren't insulated. Only the roof is insulated. It's an Eskimo double hub. And I only have the, the I have like the triangle door. I think not, they're the, I think it's a fat fish actually, or an outbreak. I'm not, <clears throat> I don't know what the correct name of it, but I know it's the. I'm doing some research here. I'm, I'm going back in my pictures. Last year, before they added all the insulated sides, and in what well, I only paid, I only paid like four hundred bucks for that. Which house. isn't bad. It's nice. It was, nice to have those big houses too. And it was, it was, uh, it was on sale because I bought it towards the end of season. I'm still scrolling. Sorry. Listen to some tunes while you hold. Still scrolling. <laughs> Trying to look. People are skipping over this episode right now. They're like, yeah, this guy. Uh, no thanks. Back to our Devil's Lake trip of last year. Yeah, because you guys had it out the first night? Uh, yes. Yes. Yep. And there was five or six people fishing inside of it. Maybe I bought it two years ago then. No. I think so. Because you had it in January. Or, yeah. Oh, I did. So I must have bought it two years ago. Right. Well, I can't find where it's at here. 
because I picked mine up in February last year on sale. Yeah, Very no, nice I'm, house. I'm back to uh, where I have pictures of Devil's Lake two years ago, so I skipped over it somewhere here. I'm going to look for just a few more seconds, and then I'll be done. Well, regardless, it's the Eskimo double hub with uh, the insulated roof, no insulated sides. Yeah, I can't find it. And then my other one, my favorite one, is my uh, Clam X200. And that's got the full insulation. Uh, it's it's fairly tall. I can stand up in it. We've got the wind poles. I bought the wind pole organizer. They're like the little pieces that mounts yep, on the sled. strap them up. I bought the large sled organizer, the small sled organizer, the clam quick attach rod holder, uh, two clam light sticks, and a clam battery bracket. And I think that's... Oh, and the Hyfax and the hitch. And they come out with more stuff every year. I know, I'm running out of room to put stuff. I don't even know where I'm going to put my battery bracket in that one yet. Can I have to buy another house just to put more stuff in? I do want the 300. Jacob has the 300. It would be nice to have that. but I don't need it, but it'd right. be cool to have. I mean, I can only use one at a time, and I already have four. <laughs> but we just took our... Uh, the, the five-sided hub is, is me and cameraman Cubbies. But we just took that into Phil's tarp repair down in Wapton to get the zippers replaced on it, and he sewed up the skirt. So that one, we just got it back. Now we got to put the every single hub that I took apart on the inside. I snapped the eye bolt out of them, so I got to drill oh, them all out on the on the skirt on, on the hubs, like where you pop it out, oh. like like where you anchor it down. Right. I think Eskimos are pretty pretty much the same. That hub assembly, you can't really change it much. Yep. But every single one, I tried to screw them out, and they all snapped. I mean, that house is seven to ten years old already. I mean, they get old and yeah, fall apart. Things aren't perfect, so. But that'll be, that'll be nice to have that one back in the arsenal. We're hoping to have it back when we go to Devil's Lake. Um, but that is, I think that's it for what we're running for houses. I know we have other people in our group that have other houses, but they're not here. A lot of people bought new stuff this year, which is always fun to see. Yeah, Nate bought a new house this year. Mike bought a new house this year. Sean, he bought one two years ago. He's just got the Jason Mitchell Thermal X. That's yep. a pretty nice one. John picked up a hub house. Oh, yeah, the big the big otter. Monster Lodge. Yeah, or whatever otter calls theirs. Yeah. But Jacob's got the 300. So, I mean, we've got quite the fleet. So that's what we're running for houses. Mm, moving on to what do I want to? My turn to pick. Um, do you want to say anything about what you like or dislike about any of your houses? Ooh. Um. Well, I guess I can go through each one. The the five the Jason Mitchell Thermal Five Thousand, that five sided hub. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about that house. That house has gotten the absolute shit kicked out of it for the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. And I just now had to go take it in to get the zippers fixed. And I didn't have to take them in. I, They were just getting to the point where they were hard to zip up. And we could only use one door because one was pretty bad. But that house has been fantastic. Um, that house is what got me into ice fishing, really. Right. I mean, it was the first house I ever had. So that one I have nothing... Bad to say, the Dave Gens non-insulated one. I picked that one up from a buddy that didn't really fish anymore. That's just kind of an extra house I have. I've right. I don't think I've ever actually fished out of that house. Um, I guess the complaint that I would have about that one is it's getting pretty old, and the the poles that you snap up to get it to like when you actually set it when up, when you extend it, yep. The buttons are getting kind of worn out. Worn out. So they're they're falling. It falls down pretty easy, and there's no wind poles, which is all fixable <laughs> stuff. Uh, the Eskimo, I sh- I wish I would have bought the one with the insulated walls, but that's, again, my primary one is my 200. And that Eskimo is for when we got big groups of people, and usually we're not trying to set that thing up in, in Mach 40 wins, you know. Not recommended. No, no. Have you, you got experience with that? Uh, last year, we set it up in a snowstorm slash blizzard. Did it blow away, anything break, anything like that? 
Were no. you the were you the guy that was that was chasing we me and Jacob watched a guy chase one, a hub house? Yeah, they I don't remember what lake we were on, but we excuse me. We were in our sled house. One of our sled houses. And we just happened to scrub off the window and here's this five sided hub or four sided hub just blowing across the lake like a tumbleweed. One dude's running after it. And the other guy's in the truck, like herding cattle. He's trying to get it on. <laughs> trying in front to stop of it. it. And he ended up getting it. But I've never had mine blow away on me. But did you did you lose yours? Mm-mm. No, we anchored it down on the side towards the wind and then just slowly popped it up and anchored it down. And then the, the nice straps that Eskimo has are a big help, especially when it's whipping pretty good. Yeah, and then my 200, I guess... This is being pretty picky, but um, I I don't know how I feel about the little skirt that goes under your feet that runs across the front there. I think it helps a lot with the wind. And I think the the 200 and the 300 are the only ones that have it because my brother's got a Yukon and it doesn't have the. Yeah, skirt I don't know if it's it. if it's a new thing. I just picked that house up last year. Um, but then other than the skirt, and I get used to it. It is what it is. It, it right. is it is nice when the wind's blowing through. Or trying to blow through and you can block it out. But my other thing is I wish that it was like the otters where it was dark on the inside. I've got the gray and blue outside and it lets a lot of light in. A lot which of inside light, yeah. Isn't a huge deal, but like I said, that's just me being picky. So before we advance on to augers, uh let's run through our ice anchors. Um I just run the Eskimo ice anchors and then i've got a otter anchor driver i run on an impact um usually does the work yeah that's what i run to for my hubs is the i I have found that the eskimo anchors in my opinion are a hundred times better than the clam anchors yeah i like how wide they are and they got that nice flange that hooks down onto the eyelets and i have I, th- I think I have one of those anchor drivers, but what I've done is I'll just take a drill with a drill bit and pre-drill a hole, and then they screw in so much yeah, You can easier. just hand-tighten them in, yeah. Yeah, and, and that the impact idea, That's I might have to start doing that. It's interesting. Uh, it does break the um, the anchor tool on the first try. Mavericks up here saying hi. But it works well. It's nice. Um, it might help if I had a better impact. But I'm not going to take a shot at Milwaukee. I know you just set it up, but I'm not going to do it. No, it's old. It's just a work <laughs> impact, and now it's just a garage beater. But it works for what it does. And Have you ever tried to run that anchor setter in a drill? Uh-uh. I wonder if that would prevent it from snapping the tool. It probably would if you don't have that ratcheting effect. But it's got a ha- it's got a quarter inch chuck on it, so. Oh, yours is nicer than mine then, because mine I don't think has that. I think mine's just the HT. Uh, it's just the the stub that it has on it. Yeah, it's got the hex bit on it, just for a half inch drill. Yep. Right. So, oh, I do have a couple. Uh, the black diamond ice anchors. I have a couple knockoffs of those. Those work awesome if you can get them to start. Right. Seems like once you hang on to them for a little while, then use them. The more you use them, the duller they get. Obviously, just like anything else. But those have been pretty, pretty good anchors for me. I, uh, I don't know that I'd spend the money on the black diamonds. I mean, those are meant for you know cli- Ice climbing. Climbing. So. But I the the old drill bit trick that that's my go to. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a helpful plan and. I'd rather carry a drill bit than an impact and a battery and a chuck. And Are you going to try that now next time you go? I might. <laughs> so, all right, I got ice anchors. Now it's your turn to pick what piece of gear you want to dive into. Uh, we can talk about augers. Uh, right now I am currently running a currently purchased Strikemaster 8-inch auger, the Light Flight, nice plastic with a... M18 Milwaukee drill on it, and it's very nice. It's very light, compact, nice hole hopping slash lightweight hub house drill. So, 
And my drill is starting to, well, not starting to. It's been going out for a long time, like months, months, months. And I have, well, just like my houses, I have a lot of augers too. I have two Eskimo Quantum 10s, one Jiffy, the old uh, two-stroke gas. The white ones? Uh, no, black and yellow. Black and yellow. Black and yellow, uh, Jiffy, 10-inch. And then I have my pistol bit, which I've been, and that's an 8-inch. All my other augers are 10-inch. This one's an 8-inch. And I've started to use it a lot more than my other ones. It's just so much easier to lug around. It's so convenient to have that light, non-gas. There's no extra stuff to it. You can just plug the battery in before you go out, full charge. Bring an extra battery. It's nice to have two. And it works out good because I run the DeWalt 20-volt fan in my house. Right, so you already got So I've already got the batteries, so I just got to carry the drill, which, like we touched on with the anchors, I like using the drill for putting the anchors in. And, um, yeah, I mean, mainly just putting anchors in is is what I Right, you're going to have it out there. You might as well use it for something else. Yeah, and the one thing I will say, uh, I think I bought that pistol bit last year i think it was last year and i have you when you and i were out a couple of weeks ago you had your strike master and i had the pistol bit and that strike master would run circles around that pistol oh, it bit cuts like butter and i don't know if that's because my drill it's got a really nice uh unique variable speed trigger it's awesome it yeah you pull you hold the trigger in and it changes speeds and just doesn't doesn't like it um i and i'm fairly new to the old the whole electric auger game i know a couple guys that we go with quite a few of them i think actually have the ions i um, think i think two or three. jacob just picked up a so three jacob just picked ions. up an alpha this year so it'll be interesting to see how yeah i've, I've heard it's a nice auger I'd like i think to they see changed the like the auger itself to plastic now is one of the biggest things that they changed. Yeah, it's and got then, the plastic blades on it. And now. then I believe it has a newer motor system on it. Higher torque, I believe. I think so. I could be wrong. I don't have one. I'm just spewing I'm off just of... jealous. It'd be nice to have one of those, but... Oh, I like what I have, and it works. I don't know if... I don't know. I mean... I vaguely remember last year on Devil's Lake, I ended up taking Mike's Ion, and it they are nice augers. I, I do like them. I used to be 100% for the propanes, and then I started thinking about it, and it's like, well, you know, you worrying about the battery and the Ion running out is no different than worrying about the battery, or the propane on the Eskimo running out. I mean, as long as you have a spare battery and you keep it, and I don't know how sensitive they are to the warmth. I know my drill it so the wall white like the cold it does not like the cold and i don't know like that could be the drill itself just getting old and and i mean years of getting beat the crap out of it yeah work. and it is it's a two two or three year old drill and i've used it every day you know so i don't know if if that's what it is but i'd like to pick up a new drill and put them side by side and then i would like to switch put Blades the or Switch augers yeah, and see put, what... Put see the, the pistol bit different. on the Milwaukee and put the light flight on the DeWalt and see... I mean, there's guys out there right now going, yeah, DeWalt sucks or Milwaukee sucks, but yeah. they're all the same thing. They're just different colors. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be that'd be interesting to see. You got new blades on yours? I don't know how new the blades are. Right. Um, I have another set that the guy I bought it from sharpened and gave to me with it so they're but they were old sharp yeah so maybe that's my problem i don't have i don't have uh sharp blades but i also have noticed that the um the pistol bit seems like it wants to ice up a lot more i think it's that it's got that ring around the blade I think that just collects all that slush that you pull out of the ice, and I think that kind of collects all the junk. One thing I do like about it, though, is the reverse feature to flush the slush. Yeah, that is 
Do you do you do that? Very very nice feature. You must use that too then. Yep. Yeah, because then I mean you. I think of it in a in a wheelhouse. Um, Timmy's got a friend, Maverick. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Say hi. Uh, in a wheelhouse environment, I feel like that'd be very nice. You right. don't have to worry you about just the slush like bucket. Shove it all back down, and then you don't. Yep. Have to have a bucket full of slush in your ice house. And... I'm sure Jacob will, will really enjoy that with his wheelhouse this year. It should be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to him when he gets back. He hasn't been on in a couple episodes now. We'll have to try and get him back on. He's usually my my right hand guy. He's usually right here with me on every single one. But he's got a lot of work stuff going on. He just bought a house and and whatnot. So, but yeah, that's that's the auger. Did you pick that one or did I pick that one? I think I did. All right. Um, all right. Hole scoops. Uh, just the cheap old, like, I'm sure it's a Jiffy or a Rappler or something like the that. The yellow ones? Holes. Yep, the metal with the plastic scoop. Work, it does what it does. Um, well, they work. I mean, yeah. sorry, the dogs are roughhousing. No, they're <laughs> chintzy and don't do a whole lot, but gets the job done. I bought for my 10-inch augers because I've been using those for years this is the second well first full season with this pistol bit and i always had you know the black hole scoop with the handle that pivots my dad's got one of those that's what i had for the the 10 inch and then i used to have a couple i do still have the little metal ones which are nice you know it's got a nice chisel on one side and it's got the um the hole scoop or the strainer on the other side but i just picked up a big dipper that's a wooden stick with the the plastic yellow scoop on it. Thing's awesome. You can sit in the seat. You don't even have to get up to clean your holes out. Yeah, especially in that X200, you can reach your back hole without even standing up. You know, one more little dig that I'll throw at that one. Um, and then again, again, this is me being picky, and this is not a problem. But the one thing that I don't like is I have to stand up to reach the hole in the front. <laughs> but that's not a bad problem to have. No, it's nice to have that extra rod space and gives you that extra area to like the Yukons I know you can't cut that sixth hole or whatever to put your camera down and you yeah. have no space between the two guys to have any extra stuff down on the ice even the heater takes up more space than your fishing area but yeah I've kind of got mine figured out to where I know how big it is so I can drill the holes with it I used to set it up all the time to mark my holes and drill them but now I just drill them and there's enough room for your feet. I mean, you, you can put your legs out in front of you and you're not kicking over yeah, your hole. Yeah, you're still not even on your first hole, so it's pretty nice. So, all right, hole scoops, you're up. Um, We could do clothing, I guess. All right, you go first. Right now, I am running a... Let's, let's throw boots and gloves... Boots and your whole your whole setup. get up. Yep. Uh, I got the picked up last year a clam advantage or extreme jacket, and it's got the two layers. Really nice, warm. Probably way too warm for most times I go out, but it's nice to bundle Be nice up right now when it's right. You know, twenty below. Get out there and stay all bundled up. Uh, I just got some non-insulated uh, snowmobiling pants. All right, I don't want to interrupt and, and make this one go full circle and have to come back, but one one little question I just thought of. Do you let the weather play a part in whether you're going fishing or not? Um, Depends on road condition. So if, like, roads are done, then... We don't go out, but if it's going to be kind of crappy on the ice and windy, we go out. Set the shack up, back end of the wind, and just go for it. Usually when nobody's out there, you catch the most fish. So I'm kind of the same way, except for I don't I don't look at the road conditions. I'm, I'm an idiot, and I enjoy driving in the, the blowing, drifting, crappy road conditions. 
Unless I'm carrying my trailer behind me. And it's a little scary. Pulling the trailer. Like when we came back into town the other day, there was a bunch of idiots driving around us. But uh, I, my biggest thing is the wind. And it, I don't let it affect me unless it gets 25, 30, 40 mile an hour gusts. That is when I will. Yeah, try to call it quits. It's and then it's like, probably not safe for you to be out on the ice, really. Temperature wise, what's your thoughts on temperature? Do you have a, a no? I would say mine's not solely based on temperature. It is based more on temperature and wind and wind chill. I do pay attention to the wind chill, but I think my limit, so to speak is that 20 below. Once it gets below 20 below, I don't... It's not worth going out. No. Right? And and if I'm... If it's going to drop to that, like if I get out in the afternoon and it's going to drop down to 20 below or whatever, whatever, I'll stay out there. But right. if, it's, if it's 25, 30, that's... Because then I worry about breaking stuff too. Right, and everything's plastic and zippers break and rods and stuff like that. So I just thought of that question. So you can continue on with your clothing. And then if you think of anything, as far as question-wise, feel free to, to butt in and ask it. Um, so I got some snowmobile riding pants. They're not insulated. I don't quite really get cold on my legs. And I've got some heavy-grade uh, lacrosse boots that I wear that I really need spikes for because they are not fun on the ice. I'm going to throw a plug in for the Black Diamond Ice Spikes. Here, I'm going to let you keep talking about your your suit when you go out, and I'm going to go grab them and show them to you. Okay. And then I just run some insulated work gloves. And then I've got some Blackfish hole, gloves that I like to hole hop with. They're supposedly waterproof, but I don't know if I completely agree with that. And they don't hold up to what they are really used for. Well, these are nice. I might have actually gotten the brand name wrong on those. I see they say Yak Track on them. Oh, they do. I don't know if those were... I don't know if they're associated with Black Diamond at all. So if, if I got that wrong, my apologies. But right. those things, I have had them for... Jeez, i got to be going on four, four or five years with them. And I wear them not so much once there's snow on the ice, but if there's a little bit of ice showing, I'll throw them on. Best I thing ever. Cruise across. The, yeah. the rubber on the outside of them really, I mean, they, they fit perfectly to your foot and they don't, uh, they don't come off. They're kind of a pain to get on uh, for yeah, me. Especially when you got bigger feet. And... I'm a bigger guy too, so it's kind of tough to bend down to my feet right. level, but. But yeah, and those muck boots. They aren't getting any smaller anytime soon, so... No. Especially those new, like, clam insulated boots. Those things are huge. Hey, Timmy, how long do you think this podcast has been going on? What, are we at half an hour again? We're right at 29 minutes, so we're gonna... Wow. We're just gonna let it keep going. Alright. We're, 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 like, I'd say right in the middle of what we've all got to talk about. Yeah. And if people are interested in this type of stuff they'll stick around and if not they've already skipped it so i don't know i'm used to listening to long podcasts so. <laughs> we've started to stretch our time out to 45 minutes to an hour uh we, we right. started at um we started out at a half hour and we've slowly starting to get get a couple longer episodes right, your last, here or there. last couple were almost an hour or yeah, something like so. that so we'll just let it ride yeah um yeah, no, I don't really have a whole lot of other. I really like to get some nice bibs other than some. Well, you've already got the uh, Clam Advantage jacket. So you might as well just go pick up a pair we'll of nice. get some Clam bibs. I didn't get the float system, though, the jacket, which would be, I don't know if that's a plus side or a downside, but I don't really go out on sketchy sketchy early ice so i'm not too worried yeah i have the float suit i run the uh clam 
uh, just float 2.0 or whatever they call it. I just picked it up last year, and I run the matching bibs to it. Uh, Cameraman Cubby, however, he also picked up a new one. He picked up just the regular clam. I don't remember if it's the Advantage or which one it is, but he does not have the interior layer on his jacket. Like, he can't pull out the soft shell. This must be the, just the next step down or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. But Or maybe he, it's as warm, just doesn't have that extra layer. He says that he stays super warm in it, and he gives me shit all the time telling me that I'm like a big marshmallow with that, that float suit on. And to be honest with you, I don't really notice it. My my old suit was not a float suit. I had one of the original clam ice armor suits, yeah, the, which uh, Donkey now has. The big blue suits. Yep. And that's what I got now. I got the, the black jacket with the black bibs. And then I run the uh, Arctic Pros um, insulated boots. Um, got a pair of the old leather clam ice fishing gloves. And then I usually wear a sweatshirt when I go out. And I, I have not been out one time yet with my suit that I've felt cold. That I never, I have not, no matter how cold it is. I mean, running out on the snowmobile, you know, without the wind protection. Yeah, my face might get a little cold. But other than that, I've never been cold while I've been wearing that suit. Right. So that's that's where we're at with... With our some of our clothing. Hmm. What to get into next? This is a pretty basic one, but uh, let's go minnow buckets. And I run. Oh, excuse me. I run just the uh, clam little bait pail. That's all it is. Yeah, just the insulated bait bucket. Just the insulated it. bait bucket with the the ring seal around the top. So when you tighten it, it it stays water free if you tip it over and then as far as wax worms and stuff like that go i just run the the clam bait puck just like the little the little hockey puck type thing that you open up and put them in there um i really don't have like a nice bait bucket i got a styrofoam one at home um i usually go out with people so my brother's got one of those nice white i don't know what the brand is is it angle angle yeah, Ingle. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but he's got the 15 quart one, and then he's got the seven and a half quart one. Also, oh, he's got two of them. Yep. I so. used to have the fray bill uh, with the the clip lid that's shut, yep. and then I had the aerator mounted on the side. I don't honestly know what happened to that bucket. I used to have it, and I used it all the time, and it somehow got lost in all the driving that we do. Right, and just gets thrown somewhere. Somebody takes it, and um, I got a Norsk aerator that I picked up with one of my batteries I got at the ice show. So if that's set it for minnow buckets, we don't really I have think too much. So money. I don't have a whole lot. You just brought up the batteries. Let's get into those because one feature that those Norsk batteries have, and I'm sure there's other ones that have it too, they have the USB built into the battery. Yep, and then it's got the. The battery percentage bar on the top, you can hit the little button and it'll show you whatever percentage your battery's at. That's cool. Because nowadays that those lithiums will run your 12 volts until it's dead. So it won't show that you're running 11 volts and then die. So it's really hard to know like what your, your battery's at, so it's nice to be able to click onto it. And what did you pick up for a battery and what are you going to use it for? Um, so I got a 15 amp hour Norsk lithium ion, or lithium ion battery. Um, I'm going to throw that into my Garmin 73 SV with my, for my flasher and it'll lighten up my rig a little bit. So, so I just got into the lithium battery game, uh, when I, and we'll, we'll kind of, like you just mentioned what you had for electronics and we'll, we'll circle back to that here in a minute, but. When I bought my camera, I just run the Markham um, Quest HD. When I bought that, the guy I bought it from threw in a Dakota Lithium 12-amp-hour uh, battery. And my dumbass hooked it up to a lead-acid charger. Yeah, that battery is no longer in service. I still have no it, bueno. but it does not work. And I'm pretty sure I fried it. I don't think it's coming back from that. But then I also have... Uh, 
seven, no, 12 amp hour Markham lithium battery. Does not have the USBs in it or anything. And then I've got a, another 12 amp hour amped outdoors lithium battery. And man, those lithiums coming from so light coming from using those lead cores that's like carrying three of those lithiums around if i don't even think three is the same as a lead core oh it's night and day and i still do carry i still do carry a lead core with me and that is just for the lights in my house otherwise my camera sorry the dogs are getting after each other again Uh, the lead core that I carry just for the lights in my house. Otherwise, my I run a Hummingbird Helix 7 G2, and then I run that camera, that Markham Quest, or is that what, what I said, Quest? I think so. Yeah, whatever it was. Anyway, uh, those two, but I used to just tie my lights in with my Hummingbird, and then I had to open up the back, unzip it, whatever. I don't have to do that anymore. Now I just pull the battery out, put it in my battery bracket, which I haven't mounted yet, and then plug my light sticks in. And they've got the dimmable lights on them. I don't think I added that in when right. we touched on them earlier. But, but yeah, the, the the batteries are night and day difference, like Timmy said. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm running the Hummingbird Helix 7 and the Markham Quest for my camera. And I absolutely love my Hummingbird. I never did have a Vexlar. I borrowed some buddies' Vexlars back in the day when I would go and I didn't have one. And I still like the Vexlar. But the one thing that I really like about that hummingbird is the history on the graph. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. It's nice to have that history of being able to see marks. Like when you look away, like you grab a new rod and you turn back and you can see that it was on there. Even though mine scrolls so fast, you probably miss it anyway. Yeah, so. I made a comment on that. I was like, holy shit, Timmy, you know one of your battery dies so fast. You got that thing on like mock Jesus coming through there. It's like a NASCAR track. You got to turn your head to follow the the scroll. But then I looked at mine and I can turn my speed up too, which I did click mine up. I had it running on the lowest setting that you could possibly have. And I, I did click it up a little bit. But I've never thought of that. Like what do you have an advantage in your opinion? I know there's people out there that are going to say that, oh, you guys are idiots. You're wrong. But It probably doesn't do a whole lot. But I, it's nice because I can see like almost real time of my jig. But. I don't run the magnifying bar on the side of mine like most people do. I do. I run mine all the time. I was Which I think that runs live, and then it just slowly scrolls so you can see your like previous history. But I just think that it refreshes faster, which I don't catch a whole lot of fish anyway. So. Hey, look good, play good, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what... Uh... What got you into Garmin? Uh, me with Hummingbird, I had a boat quite a few years back, and I had a Hummingbird on that. And then when I found out that you could get the ice conversion kits for it back when those first came out, I picked one of those up, and I thought it was great because I could take my graph out of the boat, slap it into the ice kit, and away we go. Right. Um, I think it was probably my brother. He had picked up a the same unit that I got, the 73 um, I just like the fact that it's not like the the Vexlars and they're noisy, but I was used to fishing on those old bearing operated ones that were loud as hell. I think the new ones are better. I don't think those, those are all just LEDs, I think. Yeah, I don't think they make noise anymore, but I do know what you're saying. They click, 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 yep. click, 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 or the vibrating sound. And then when they would, they would start to go dead, they just start whining. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have. A little bit better of a unit and it's live scope capable which one day i hopefully can afford it but that'd be nice to pick up and the other advantage that i think garmin has over its competitors is the lake maps are all right there at your disposal where me when i cross the river and go over to minnesota i have to swap my chip from north dakota to minnesota which doesn't bother me. It's just I always got the thought in the back of my head of, oh, did I bring it? Where's my other chip? Or did it fall out of my bag? Or you know what happened? But, but I've never had an issue with losing chips. But I think I do like that about Garmin. The, the fact that, like you said, it's all on one one chip. Right. Maverick's talking. 
Now mom's mad. <laughs> yeah. So that's the electronic portion. Um, let's see. We've covered houses, augers, hole scoops, minnow buckets, batteries, house accessories, electronics. Talking about, well, lights aren't too big of a topic. I just got some Norse LED strips for my hub. Mike just bought uh, from Menards. They were like 20 bucks. Uh, LED strip lights that are meant to be 120 and he just made them 12 volt instead because mm. that's what they run on. You right. know, just plug it in and it switches it down. But he put those in his house and he has actually got the little Bluetooth remote so he can switch the colors. He oh, can you don't even them. have to have the remote on the wall? That's kind of nice. Yeah, so that, that'll be... He, he was sending me Snapchats of it the other night, I think Saturday night when he put them in. That was pretty cool. But I just run the, the clam <laughs> light sticks and I have two of them permanently mounted in my 200. And then I have one other one that I carry with me. And that's what I use in the hub house. Right. I don't mount it up to anything. I just pull the poles down and wedge it in between the poles. And then just and the slap fabric. it back up. Yeah. So, And they work. I mean, it, it's kind of a pain to run the wires around and stuff. But I figure why buy some battery powered lights that I'm probably going to lose and when I go to use them the batteries are going to be dead gonna anyway. They're going to be dead cuz they sit in the garage or Yeah, outside. when I when I can use my my uh battery and just plug them in. Right. And then the other advantage to that is when I go to plug it into my um my sled house I have the clips so I can clip a third light bar up. I don't know why you'd ever want that. I think the only advantage to that would be you could see down right into the sled. But it's the same setup that I have or already. Just right over the top in the back. Yep. So that's lights. Um, I'm trying to think of... Oh, rods. I'm going to talk some rods quick. Um... Just, I got some cheapo rods for backups. Uh, my nice rods, I got a Jason Mitchell meat stick that I like. That's my nice go-to jigging rod. I got a 13 um, wick, is that black? No. Wicked Ice? No, it's that longer one. I don't know. It's a and, oh yeah yeah yeah. You're 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 thirty six. My thirty seven or thirty six inch rod. It's a nice flat dead stick rod. I just actually my rod bag's right here. I'm gonna let you talk to the people while I grab that and show you the one that I picked up because of you. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah, and that's got a nice free fall. The I think it's the Patriot reel on it. It's the Maverick. The Maverick. Yeah. The red, white, and blue. Is it the Maverick? It's the Maverick. I'll show oh, you that yeah. one too because I think I have the same one. I yep. think. I could be. Oh, is it the same one? Yeah. Yeah, then it's the Maverick. Right. And then I just picked up a Iron Range Customs rod from the Fargo Ice Show. It's a small town or small group rod company. It's like a group of five guys out of Virginia, Minnesota. They're nice custom rods, nice finicky tip. It's a dead stick walleye rod. But that's pretty much it. And then a Strike Master uh, travel bag. Nice storage container for all my gear and all the other junk I carry. Slowly. All right, he's back. This is the new one that you picked up? That is the new one that I picked up. I believe it is a 13 ice. Uh, the snitch is what it's called. Oh, it's the Widowmaker. That's what mine is. Oh, the, the oh. really long one? Yep. That, I just remembered it. So that one, that's the longest one that I have, and that's a 30, 32. 32. Um, Light? Yep. 
I didn't want another ultralight after catching that bass on my on this little tickle stick. Is that the, is that the same one that you have that reel? Was I right? Is it the Maverick? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, so that that one is uh my those are my two favorite. I, I went from having my most expensive fishing rod being an $80 13 ice uh the Stealth. It's an all black. I went from having that to having two rods that are 130 40 50 i don't know i don't even want to know more than a rod needs to be but yeah so i have two of those now two of the free falls one of them with the pickle um the pickle free fall and then the other one is the maverick free fall and then one thing that i did just have to go buy because of timmy is the little these awesome hook savers yeah they're hook savers they're tackle pouches or whatever i don't even remember what exactly they're called but they're basically little clear velcro pouches that you can put over your hook when you hook your hook onto your rod to put in your rod bag and they will not catch on anything and i didn't even know they made such a thing and then timmy had them last weekend when we were out and i had to go get some for myself and they're awesome and you can definitely tell they're just recycled windows yeah, there's nothing to them, and they're, they 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 sell. They're Scrap like parts, and they're six dollars. They're like yeah, six bucks for a three pack, I think. So I bought all but one. I think Shields still had one more when I left, and I I asked the salesman, uh, if, the fishing expert, if he had them, and he didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. Oh really? You know, he's he's like I don't even is that a thing? I don't know. He, you know, he was helpful though. He's like. And then when I found them, he's like, "Oh, where where did you find those? You got to show me those." Because he he had to buy some for himself. You could get some, even though there was only one left. But those those three rods sitting there, are my my three favorites. And then I do have a Shields Outfitters rod that I still run. That's my favorite dead stick rod. These three will be swapped back and forth for jigging rods. Um, reeling that bass in on that ultralight though, that was. We watched him bite it on the camera, and luckily... Sucked in the smallest jig in there. Luckily, they're not as aggressive in the summer, or the winter, as they are the summer. So he just... He fought a little bit, but I'm still getting used to using these free fall reels. Like I said, this is the first season I've had them, and now I have two of them. Um, I don't know what I think about them. They're nice, but they're... I think the, the drop speed gets annoying after swapping jigs over and over and over again having to change that speed and sometimes forgetting when you have a really really heavy lure on and it spools you out yep but well i was told that they're very similar to the bait casters of open water as far as how you've got to take care of them and and know what you're doing with them but i'm excited to use that that snitch i think that one will be fun and i i think i didn't really have a uh preferred rod over one or the other, but now that when I right. when I took them all out and put these uh, these line savers on or hook savers on there, thirteen ice is is what I like for for my rods. Yeah, they're nice. I mean, nice uh, budget friendly. Yeah, not hor- not part. horrible. It's not like those hundred and twenty dollar custom rods, but yeah, One day. that's that's what I've got. Uh, I think. That Maverick freefall combo was one thirty, and then I think that Snitch rod itself was sixty, and the free reel that I got. So I didn't have to pay for it; I got it for free at a deal at an ice show. But I looked up that reel, and I think that reel goes for eighty. Yeah, it's probably right after they they came out with those new metal ones now. Yeah, that are kind of cool, but. So that's uh, that's like three hundred dollars and no, that's like four hundred dollars in rods sitting right there. It's it's depressing it's to, to think about. Hard to think of that. And but. then when you look at your tackle that you all have, I have a whole bunch of clam flutter spoons and buckshots and three dollars a piece and up for the cheap ones. Yeah, those tikka minnows are like six fifty seven bucks a piece, and I have a whole right. bunch of those. Those little caviar drops are three dollars a piece or something like that. Yeah, and those are one of my favorite. Those are one of my favorite lures. Yeah, they're nice. They're, um, but that's what else? We oh, I said transportation. 
or how we how we run around on the ice and Timmy Timmy's got a good one. Mine's very modernized, but it is my Everybody feet. can do it. My feet, he says. Yes. But you do have access to a snowmobile. Yeah, this coming winter I should have somewhat access to a a nice newer snowmobile. So what that... what what type of sled is it? It's a Polaris Titan. So that's, a, that's more of a utility. It's a wide track utility sled. That's a little bit more built for ice fishing than my sled. I've got yeah, a. Yeah, it should be. I've got a just unit. got a 2011 Polaris Pro RMK with a 155 track on it with two and a half inch paddles. So luckily, with how much snow we've gotten already this year, I can use it. It works. But yeah, getting out. But the nice thing is I got all my bases covered. If I've got not enough snow to use that, I've also got a 2020 Polaris Razor Turbo that I've got with the upper doors on it, a windshield, back window, roof, winch. So that that's my ideal ice fishing rig, but, I mean, now I can't use it. Maybe later on in the season when they get the roads plowed out. And, and you can just road hop. You can Yeah, start running around like that. And the nice thing is I do have a winch now, so if I do get stuck, I can winch myself out. But I don't feel like doing that yet. We'll just keep yeah, using the sled until quite. I shoveling is not that fun. Like I said earlier, we're gonna I'm gonna try and bring the the razor and the snowmobile to Devil's Lake, so I'll have both options up there, and then that way, whatever one I'm not using, somebody else can use. Right on. You can use it, so you don't have to use your feet. Yeah, that would be very unless helpful. you bring your sled or your ranger with. Right, that'd be. What year a sled? It's a twenty-three. A little bit newer than the old Reba. It's a little newer than a 2011, but... Reba and Ricky. Reba's the snowmobile, Ricky's the Razor. It's a real Reba, the RMK. But, well, uh, when this one airs, it is going to be after Christmas and coming up to New Year's. So this is the last podcast that you'll hear for 2022. We finished the year pretty strong, so... We'll see if we can uh, carry this into to 2023. So, Timmy, what uh, what do you got going on here within the next couple weeks before we head out on the Devil's Lake trip? I'm going to try to get out almost every weekend. It'd be nice to try some newer lakes in the Detroit Lakes area. I've never really fished that area, so it'd be nice to get out and find new different opportunities and try to catch some pbs hopefully and you and i hopefully will get out more i think we've already almost been out more this year than we did all of last year but that's same for me and once uh once this weekend hits i'll hopefully be getting out every every weekend uh really looking forward to that devil's lake trip should be a fun time we really gotta kick it in the gear with planning that out now or it's a lot closer than than one would think groups together and kind of figure out ideas and figure out our hotel situations organizations and, and all the fun stuff so well hopefully everybody has a happy new year and had a good christmas and we'll come back at you next year so until next time we'll get back to you